good to have you back. And thanks to everybody listening on the network. Bill Michael Show, we continue on. Talking a lot of Brewers baseball in the first couple of hours. I'm excited. Look, Brewers back at it again tonight, uh, completing the wraparound series in Cincinnati. Baltimore comes to town after that. Excited. Then, uh, then who do they have? They got uh, this weekend. Uh, they've got, uh, they've got. Oh, oh, that's right. The A's come to town. Brewers got some opportunities here, man. Finish up Cincinnati. Hopefully, you get two out of three against Baltimore. A's are just terrible. Maybe smoke the A's. You get a day off. Two game series on the road, real quick in Minnesota at Target Field before you get another day off. Then you come back home and you got uh, Pittsburgh. You can maybe put a little distance distance between yourself and the, the Pirates before you face Arizona and then go on the road uh, for Cleveland, the Mets, uh, Pittsburgh, and then you come back and you uh, have Chicago in a four-game series, and then you get Cincinnati before the All-Star break, taking you into July. Some hay to make here. Some hay to make. Maybe add a little distance between yourself and others in the division, and uh, who knows, you get healthy come the All-Star break, and maybe things really start rolling after that. Be great. Be great. Um, the, uh, and Ryan says injuries have little to do with the offense. It's been bad for years. Uh, guys who were uh, playing were not being, uh, were not being well anyhow. No, I agree with that. The offense has been bad. They started out on fire. Now, the one thing I will say is, and, and I've said this a lot is it just seemed like it took the wind out of their sails because they were really playing like almost a college-like enthusiasm. Now it's tough to keep up throughout an entire baseball season with Major League Baseball because it's just a different animal. But when Gary Mitchell went down, it seemed to kind of like just grab the wind in their sails a little bit. And then, you know, obviously Woodruff had gone down, and, you know, you, you'd had Wade Miley, who was pitching well, even though his a couple of starts before him going to the IL didn't necessarily fare well. But he was pitching okay, and it seemed like it just – at least you could sustain with the starting rotation, and the guy started to drop off. So, um, you know, maybe they can get a little bit of that magic back. They start getting some of these guys back, and they don't suffer some of these these blowout losses. And you just start racking up a few wins here and there, you know. Um, but I agree with you. The offense, I mean – I sincerely hope that this team hangs around and come the trade deadline discussion, this team trades for a bat or two. You just at, at what point do you say, when are you going to do something besides just trade away talent and, and actually get a bat and get a real – don't – you know what I don't want to hear? This is, here's a phrase I don't want to hear. Here's one thing. If there's things we, – we talk about all the time what you want to see and what you want them to do and all that. This is what I don't want to hear at the end of the trade deadline. Well, we were in on fill in the blank. Well, we were in on money was not an object for. I don't want to hear any of that crap. You know, it, it's become cliche regarding the Brewers. Well, we were in on C.C. Sabathia. We made him a huge offer. Um, the Yankees outbid you by $25 million and then outbid you again but when you didn't even make another offer. Oh, okay. You weren't in on him. You just threw your name out there, but you weren't in on him. We were in on Juan Soto. Money wasn't an object, no. We were in on Juan Soto. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. 
We were in. Money's not an object. I don't want to hear that. What I want to hear is we got in fill in the blank. Such and such is becoming a Milwaukee Brewer. He's going to go in the lineup. We're going to put the top five hitters on our team, top of the lineup. We're going to start scoring runs. We're going to do everything we can to just start producing and let everything else, let all the chips fall where they may. We're going to get healthy. You know, hopefully Woodruff comes back. Hopefully Miley comes back. Hopefully we get a few of our other uh, pitchers that can eat up innings in middle relief. Hopefully they come back and we traded for X. Maybe that would be good, right? Uh, Ryan says, I'm worried about the farm talent. We've got some guys, but no big power. High average guys. Uh, we like really small, versatile journeyman guys. Oh, boy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Steve, we're in on the smallest payroll possible. We're in. Yeah, Wayne, don't forget, they got rid of Hunter Renfro. Why? Contract. Well, we're not going to pay him. What do you mean? He's a good hitter. Sure. Pay him? <laughs> Just get the hell out of here. It's, we're not going to pay him. Are you crazy? I just want I don't want to hear we're in on this guy. We were in on him. We were. We offered him $1200 billion. We did. He just didn't want to come here. No you weren't. And no you didn't. We offered to make a house of gold for him on Pewaukee Lake. He just didn't want to come here. No you didn't. I just want to make sure that if you, if there's somebody that's available that can help the team, you get them. And money's not the reason you don't get them, you know? You may not keep them and retain them, but at least go for it. Rick says, yeah, don't forget, the Mets spend $365 million for a 500 team. I agree. Money doesn't buy you a championship. But, but, what I don't want to hear is we didn't get this guy because of money. Or we offered him, we offered this much for this guy. And it was one extra prospect who's in Nashville or some crap that's never proven himself. But he looks really good, you know. No, no, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. 877-867-1670. So those, if there's one term you don't want to hear, you know, that's that's one of them. There's a lot of terms you never want to hear. You know, like your wife coming home going, you know, hey, I'm into your best friend. Or I'm into girls now. Sorry, you're out. You don't want to hear that. You know, you don't want to hear that. And you don't want to hear your baseball team go, we were in on that guy. We just didn't get him. <laughs> oh. 877-867-1670. Find us. 877-867-1670. Um, so I, I wanted to get to this because I thought it was a rather interesting comment, switching gears a little bit from Brewers to uh, Packers. Romeo Dubs, uh, has made headlines and I don't think it's a big deal. I really don't. Uh, he was asked, uh, by Dennis Krause and the gang from Spectrum News One. Uh, he had said to Dennis, he said, uh, when, t in talking about Jordan Love and basically, you know, taking over the starter's role from, from Aaron Rodgers. He said, quote, I think Jordan can do it. I think Jordan is a really good quarterback, and when you go from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan, Aaron was a really great quarterback. But I believe Jordan can do the same exact thing. So I don't really see what's the big difference. 
end quote. And, oh my God. First of all, it's a Aaron Rodgers slight on the four-letter network. You know? Uh, no, it's not. Anybody that knows football, anybody that knows the transition from one player to another, what's he supposed to say? You know, he's like, look, I'm a young guy. I connect more with Jordan Love than I do with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, he was a great quarterback for what he's done. But all he knows is working with Jordan Love. He played, started with Aaron Rodgers. But Jordan Love took a lot of the reps. And Romeo Dobbs knows that. He worked through camp last year with with Jordan Love, getting Jordan Love's passes, getting Jordan Love's mentality. A lot of training camp, Rodgers came in, did his thing, smoked everybody, then turned it over to Jordan Love. The team felt like Rodgers didn't really kind of put his heart and soul into it the way he had in the past. So Jordan Love was getting a lot of reps. He works with Jordan Love. Jordan's his guy. He's not going to come out and go, you know what? Between you and me and the fence post, Jordan Love just ain't got it. No, he's sticking up for his guy. That's all this is. There's nothing more to it than that. Is he making a legitimate comparison to say that Jordan Love, in some way, shape, or form, is as good or better than Aaron Rodgers? Hell no. He's just sticking up for his guy in a question that was asked. It's 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 really not a big deal. It's really not a big deal. Now, if he goes overboard and says, Jordan throws it harder than Aaron ever did, and Aaron was condescending to us, and Jordan's so much smarter. And if he starts getting into that, okay, then he's, you know, hitting the five-mass skull bomb. But who knows what Jordan Love can develop into. You certainly hope that he develops into some Hall of Fame-level quarterback. You can hope, right? That's his guy right now, though. I don't – there's I – was, I was glad to read it. I was glad to hear it. I was glad that he stuck up for his guy. You know, there's been so many parting shots in backhanded – slaps from Rodgers in New York about how he's treated now better than he's ever been treated in Green Bay and all just on and on and on. It's 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 nice to hear a guy inside that locker room go, you know what? No. Jordan Jordan's really good. I don't see what the big deal is. You know, and basically saying, Aaron, go do your thing. You are a great player, that's fine, but I don't see what the big deal is. Jordan's a good quarterback. And Aaron's going, but what do you mean? What do you mean? Just okay. He stuck up for his guy. I am. I applaud that. I applaud that. I really do. I applaud it wholeheartedly. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Then, in case you didn't know, Yahoo Sports. Um, the, the headline, speaking uh, from our friends at Pro Football Talk, The headline read, and I posted it over on the Facebook fan page, so if you want to read it, go there and read it for yourself. In crafting his Green Bay exit narrative, Aaron Rodgers outsmarted himself. Um, And this is something that that, that has been loud and proud for me, and I have basically said Aaron Rodgers is a liar. They said, among other things, and they go through the whole thing, in Rodgers' airing of the grievances. But among other things, Rodgers continues to cling to the clunky notion that his failure to be responsive 
to the efforts from the Green Bay Packers to reach him were not intentional. Yes, he is sticking with the bad cell phone coverage cover story, saying I had zero to one bar at the house, so you call me. Sometimes it goes through. Most of the time it doesn't. Telling Matt Schneidman, everybody who knows me, when I'm out west, they know how to get a hold of me. So you can say whatever you want about that, but that's the effing truth. And through his latest comments, he definitely pivoted to a new narrative regarding his final days with the Packers. He has gone from claiming that they wanted him back and then suddenly didn't to claiming that they decided to move on simply because they couldn't get in touch with him. So what is it, Aaron? I'm glad somebody else is listening to what Aaron says and basically calling him out as a liar. Uh, He said, quote, did Brian text me more than I texted him? Yeah, but I didn't ghost him. No, I texted him back. There was some back and forths that we had. So this whole story you want to go with, that's the story. You're going to stand on this hill of austerity and say, arguably, in the conversation of the best player in your franchise, you're going to say, I couldn't get a hold of him. And that's why we're moving on. Quote, like, come on, man, just tell the truth. You wanted to move on. You didn't like the fact that we didn't communicate all the time. And then he says, listen, I talk to people that I like. Wait, what? And then they rip him again, saying, look, you kept saying everything was really good between you and Brian Gutekinds, and they've made the effort. Now, all of a sudden, Gutekinds, you don't like him? You don't want to talk to him because you don't like him? And then you said, you're moving on because you couldn't get a hold of me. And he's saying, I only talk to people that I like. (laughs) It's, It's just a back and forth of lies. Uh, that's definitely not how the issue entered the discussion regarding why Rodgers left the Packers in March. Rodgers tried to sell the narrative that when the 2022 season ended, the Packers told him they wanted him to remain with the team and that after he emerged from the darkness retreat, he learned out of the blue that they had been shopping him. Packers GM Brian Gutekinds pushed back on the notion that the team simply ignored Rodgers while making plans for 2023. Gutekinds said that the Packers tried contacting him many, many times, and after that, that they failed to respond to him. They had a job to do. They didn't know what else he wanted to do. They, he wouldn't talk to him, So they got a job to do. The next volley came from Rodgers, who trotted out the no bars for my cell phone story. And again, the whole thing started because Rodgers originally wanted people to believe that, one, the Packers left the light on for him, and two, he entered the darkness retreat 90% leaning towards retirement. And then he learned for the first time emerging from the darkness because somebody had some bars and were able to get a hold of him that the Packers have been, quote, shopping him. They say it doesn't hold up for all the reasons unrelated to the phone calls and the footlockers. It doesn't hold up because the notion that Rodgers went into the darkness fully believing everything was fine with the Packers is not accurate. That wrinkle actually emerged when Rodgers first told the Packers wanted me until they didn't story, going back to March 15th in the appearance on the Pat McAfee show after painting the picture of the pre-darkness utopia and the post-darkness dystopia. Rodgers conceded that he sensed things were amiss during the 2022 season. So that's a lie. And that cuts against his own version of how it all ended. They go on to say basically Aaron Rodgers can't help himself from lying to his own narrative. (laughs) It's just like, I'm glad somebody else finally looked at this and went, you're so full of crap, Aaron. You're a great quarterback, but my God, you're an egocentric, driven diva SOB who can't stand the fact that they just finally said we're not going to just bend over and kiss your ass anymore. So either figure it out or move on. And when they, then when they decided to move on because you wouldn't pick up your damn phone, you wanted to take your bones. You, they don't want me. And it's like, just shut up. And he continues to talk. He continues to go on and on and on. I just, I, I find it 
really funny. And I finally looked at the sky and I go, finally, somebody besides myself who's taken all the heat. Thank you, God. Because somebody else finally looked at it and went, wait a minute. You're so full of crap. It's about damn time. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. Hang in there. We've got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. May I take your order? I'd like nine windows, please. Of course. All our products are custom-made just for you. I'm hoping they'll match my home. Of course they can. Have it your way. Excuse me? We're talking about windows, right? Yes, we customize any decor. Our design options are virtually limitless. Even more customized than your coffee. So, you're like my personal barista for windows and doors. Exactly. And you couldn't have picked a better time because if you customize your order by August 31st, you can bundle and save big. Good deal. That was easy. Thank you. Drive through. Pella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. Bundle and save when you customize your order by August 31st at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com. You got to hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. I got a terrific letter uh, or an email. Uh, from somebody who listens, and uh, this is from Elsie, uh, who uh, came down from Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, and they went to the Admirals game the other night. She said, we had a great experience over at San Giorgio, some of the best pizza I've ever eaten. Thanks for the suggestion. And Elsie, I, I don't know who all went with you, but I- I'm glad that you guys got a chance to experience it because it's unlike most pizzas, and people just think of pizza as you know, red sauce and then cheese and pepperoni or sausage or whatever and it's not it's not that it it's a, a authentic napoletana and uh, that means you're certified from napoli italy and there's only so many of these in the country and we've got one right here in our own backyard and there's a lot of people that stone fire pizza and wood burn pizza and all that kind of crap but this is something different and it's it's unbelievably good and i talk about it all the time so thanks for the thanks for the note i always love it when people take a shot and they say you know what uh, i'll try this uh, because they hear it and then they turn around and go, oh, my God, it's, it's really good. And what I've been saying is 100% truthful. So uh, it's, it's great to get an email like that. So, Elsie, thank you so much. Uh, 838 Old World Third Street, downtown Milwaukee, San Giorgio, and Calderon Club. Two great places, great places, great Italian food, great pizza right there. Uh, our buddy Bruce says, when you're a spoiled brat and not sure you made the right decision, you play the blame game. Aaron Rodgers is a liar. Uh, Brett says, well, he did want Goody fired. That's uh, apparently true. Uh, Cheddarball says, Rogers has been a liar for years, and people are finally figuring it out. Rick says, Rogers needs to just shut up and be a jet rather than wasting the energy digging holes for himself. Um, Mike says, if Dubs didn't say that he liked love, all hell would have broke loose. 100% agree. Kudos for what he did, man. Romeo Dubs said, hey, it's no big deal. We're moving on. Who cares? Jordan loves our guy. <laughs> That's great. See, that's what you're supposed to do. I agree with you. 
100%. Thanks, Mike. Um, this one is from Jake, and Jake says, it is going to be hard for Aaron Rodgers to dig himself out of the hole that he has dug for himself with the fans. All of this sniping with the Packers organization doesn't do him any good at this point. What, is, what does he think he's going to win? That's a great question. That's a great question. When I have discovered this, that when people go out of their way to tell you their side of the story. Now, think about this. It's not all the time, but it's a good amount of the time. We've all been there, done that. Okay, when somebody goes out of their way to badmouth something, whether it's you or an organization or whatever, over and over and over and over and over again, there seems to be this level of culpability that they're unwilling to to take ownership of. It's like they they're trying to get you on their side at all costs, when at all costs, right? And that could be the competitive side of Aaron Rodgers. Could be the the narcissistic side of Aaron Rodgers or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's, but, but you have to ask, why are you doing this? Is it your ego? Is it the fact that you can't look bad? You know, I mean, there, there's there's times all of us in our lives have to make a decision. You know, I went through this some years ago. Where you just kind of look at things and you go, eh, it's crap, but, you know, you can't go around yelling to everybody what did or didn't happen, you know? So you kind of just say, you know what, I'm going to be the best person I can be, and the people that know me know me, so I'm not going to worry about it. And public perception, you you, you only have the ability to change it by living your life a certain way. So that's what you do. And there's some people that believe you're a, a an SOB and other people that look at it and go, I'll make my own decision and go, no, this is nothing like what was being stated or what have you. Now the Packers, all the information's out there. Rogers has stated things. So now we wait and see, you know, you figure it out for yourself, but ultimately it's not like all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers is going to gain all these Aaron Rodgers fans and Packers fans are going to be jumping off of the Packers bandwagon. I mean, is that the end of play here? I, I, I just, I don't know why you would continually to continue to harp on that. I agree with many of you. Uh, Ryan says Jets fans are going to be cursing this choice uh, by the free, uh, by, the, by the front office. Nothing like a guy who had to, to be motivated by spite instead of being driven. Uh, Thomas says 12 showing the ego by keeping this going. He could say it's in the past. Let's move on. But he just can't do it. Um, yeah, it's a lot of people chiming in emails too. emails too. uh, John says the same thing. John says, uh, Rogers can't let it go because he just can't let it go. We've all met somebody like that who has to constantly tell the same story over and over again about how they were slighted. You never look at, you never look in the mirror to say I slighted somebody else or I did something to get myself launched. It's always everybody else's fault. Well, that was kind of like what people were saying about him when he was here. You know, bad game, bad throws, whatever, you know. And then the the whole finger point. Now, I, I stood up for Aaron Rodgers this year and stuck up for him in saying that he probably took more blame this past season for the ineptitude 
than uh, any years past. So that narrative kind of, you know, the perception was already there, which became reality. But that narrative kind of died this past year. But I agree with you that the, the perception became reality because it was a constant every year until this year. And then by then, the, the reputation's there. Um, Steve says, uh, <laughs> this is just getting old. At what point does Aaron Rodgers just move on? Uh, Jim says kind of the same thing. Angie says, I've never been a fan of Aaron Rodgers. I always thought he was smug. Yes, he's done a lot of great things in the community. I'm sure the people that he signs autographs for really appreciate it. But I, th I thought he always looked down on us as Packers fans, as if we didn't know what we were talking about when we're one of the most educated fan bases in all the National Football League. Uh, yeah, a lot of the same thing. Uh, Joe says the same thing to a certain extent. Um, Mike says, uh, do you think Brian Gutekinds is now going to change his ways because Aaron Rodgers is mad and has, has his feelings hurt? I doubt it. If anything, it becomes more of a business and less of an ass-kissing organization, and I like it that way. You can't be too friendly with the players because at some point you're going to have to cut them loose. It's business. We all know that. Yes, we would love our players to be loyal to us and the team loyal to them. We would love to see our guys stick around and go out on top. Everybody wants to go out a winner, but business is business. Rodgers doesn't understand that. That's from Mike. Mike, appreciate the email. Um, Okay, let's do this. We'll go uh, take a quick break. We'll come back, and uh, there's a lot lot of stuff going on, both sides. Uh, so <laughs> Merlin says it still doesn't excuse the poor job Gutekinds has done regarding this. Uh, I can't stand that guy. Regarding what? Merlin, you, you hate him, and it's obvious, and you say things that are just blatant. And regarding what? Regarding the treatment of Aaron Rodgers? Okay, they've done everything. They paid the man. They gave him everything he wanted. There could have, would have, should have with every general manager. As a matter of fact, the NFL Network did a ranking of the best general managers in the National Football League. He was, I think, fifth best for the job that he's done. The first two years under his regime, yeah, they weren't great drafts. Those guys aren't really contributing to this team. But what he's done since then, I can't really argue with. And if you want to nitpick one deal or one move, okay, then you're going to find fault with anything and everything he does. But handling this, no. No, they did everything they could. They tried to do everything they could to keep him here. He didn't want to be here. He wanted to be the diva again, and they finally just said enough, and they moved on. That's it. Nothing more. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. Let me uh, let me do this real quick. Uh, this was in regards to I just got this from Terry, who said uh, talking about the Aaron Rodgers stuff that came out in uh, Pro Football Talk and uh, Yahoo, uh, and it hit today. That's the only reason it's topical, and I I don't want to go on and on about it. But he said it doesn't matter when the writing was on the wall about leaving. The long and short of it is the GM screwed the pooch when one Rodgers was not moved to Denver the year before instead of Wilson. And two, the GM doubled down on keeping Rodgers with that ridiculous contract extension. The Packers could have had a boatload of picks, and now they're enjoyed by Seattle, and they could have had a year of experience for love. For those reasons, we need to get a new GM. Dumbest take ever. Back-to-back -back MVPs, and you're trading them away. Really? 
What? Tell me a general manager that's done that. Dumbest take ever. No, what they did was they took Rodgers at his word. Remember, Rob Domofsky asked him at his locker with the new contract and they paid you. Remember, this was a guy that said, and he wouldn't confirm it, but he said, you have to talk to my agent about that. But when Jordan Love was picked, he demanded, according to the story, that by calling Mark Murphy, Rogers' agent demanded Gutekinds be fired, right? Rogers didn't deny it. He just wouldn't confirm it, right? Okay. Because he's been busted in enough lies at this point. Didn't deny it, but wouldn't confirm it. Okay. So a guy that he demands get fired then rips then says, we've got a great relationship, we've been working on it, Brian's been more accessible, blah, 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 blah. Okay? Had nothing but praise. Right? Then Gudekinst says, look, we, we want to run it back. We want to do everything we can. We want to give you everything you need. Right? So they double down, you're right, and they gave him the contract he wanted to be the highest paid player. He took all the money. I said it the day he signed it. If you want people around you and you, it's not about the money and it's not about being the highest paid player, then why'd you take the money? That's, that's as much. Now, granted, you and I probably won't turn down a lot of money, but you can't say that. So if it's not about the money, then why take it, right? Why not then say, no, let's, uh, let's not take all this money. Let's put a lot of pieces around me. Go find me a couple of free agent wide receivers. We know we're in a rebuild but let's do that. Okay? Didn't do that. Then goes into the darkness, 90% to retire. We'll never explain that the Packers were shopping him around or just answering phone calls. Never explain that. Wouldn't answer that question. But then is driven out of spite when somebody apparently was able to get a hold of him at that point in time. The Packers couldn't. He wouldn't return their call because he only talks to people he likes. If he didn't like Gutekinds, then why'd he take the money? And why'd he come back? Why didn't he just say, I want to be traded, I want to be gone? Packers did everything and anything they could to make him happy. It's it's You're looking at it through a lens of, I hate Brian Gutekinds. That's fine. But I'm not going to let you just sit there and be dumb. You're just, you're just, you're ignoring facts. I'm not sitting here defending Gutekinds the entire time, but I, at this point in time, I've got to call into question a lot of things that Aaron Rodgers has stated. Because he's, at this point in time, talking out both sides of his mouth. So when you say that they doubled down and stupid and we got to fire him and get a new GM, I don't think so. I don't think now again what he's going to be, you know, judged by is probably the Jordan Love pick probably more than anything and I I I believe that to be true. There's a there's a legacy attached to that. We'll see what Jordan Love turns into and how if Jordan Love is not the real deal, how all of this then is handled. But <laughs> I'm not going to blindly take the word of Aaron Rodgers, throw Gutekinds under the bus when the best excuse you can come up with as a more you know more than a quarter billion dollar billionaire type of thing that you can't get cell service in your house 
come on. How much do you think I'm smoking over here? <sighs> Give me a bag of Funyuns. I believe everything he's saying. Sure. Yeah. No problem. Oh. Come on, man. Come on. 877-867-1670. I just, you know, and don't forget, you know, it's the Packers really haven't, they, they've kind of quit responding to all of this. You know, they've they've gotten to the point like it's in the past. You know, players will mention it if it, if they're asked about it, but they don't they don't go out of their way to say anything anymore. You know? All the questions are and will continue to be what's what's it like life after twelve? You know? That's it. And then once the season gets underway, eh, is what it is. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You want to give us a shout? Do so. Uh, Ryan, you're right. He wanted to be fawned on even after he said that they said they wanted him back. Again, chase me. Yet I won't give you an answer. Then the fault is yours. What? Right. So it's the same thing. You know, for as much as he despised the way things went down with Brett Favre, exactly the same. Exactly the same. I mean, you know, details are different, but exactly the same. Get the fans on your side. Get everybody to kiss your ass. Chase me, chase me, chase me. Oh, you know, and then the whole backhanded stuff about, you know, the best I've ever been treated in New York. And that goes back to all my years in Green Bay. Well, because New York has already seen, a, a you know, a four-time MVP. And they're doing anything and everything they possibly can to be relevant they, of course they're going to fawn all over you. Of course they're going to give you the keys of the kingdom. Yeah, nothing's bad right now. You haven't lost a game. You're looked at as the savior. Like you, at this point in time, can walk on water. You know? The New York media doesn't have a reason to hate you. Doesn't have a reason to dislike you. Doesn't have a reason to call you a liar yet. So, yeah, everything's everything's coming up roses. Absolutely. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. But when it starts to happen and it starts to erode, just like there, they're all going to find, or just like here, they're all going to find out eventually that the, the finger doesn't point to the man in the mirror. Not very often it doesn't. Uh, Rick says the difference is Far was beloved by the fans. Rogers, not so much. Oh, I, you know what? Rodgers was was beloved by the fans because he, he was a class act. He didn't do anything wrong. He, you know, he dated a couple of movie stars and a sports figure and kind of he just kept his nose clean. And, you know, he got accused of a lot of stuff but never really did anything wrong. I mean, there's there, there's nothing there off the field other than this to really dislike Aaron Rodgers for. He was nothing but a guy that up until – the drafting of Jordan Love, he was always at the mini OTAs and mini camps. He, you know, we didn't like it in the media, but he didn't want to be Favre and stand in front of a podium. He wanted to be the common guy and in the locker room with the guys. And, you know, I mean, he, he didn't really do anything wrong until Jordan got drafted. And then it became all about him against the, the organization. And fans love this organization. The organization has been around a long time. There is a history here. The fan base has a history here. The importance 
to the league of the Green Bay Packers and the sustainability of Green Bay was incredibly important, so much so that George Hallis gave money to the Packers to keep them afloat. They know the value of the Green Bay Packers. It's not suddenly been changed to the Green Bay Rodgers. So to think that you're going to garner some passivity from the Packers fans because you feel slighted by an organization that everybody loves and now they should suddenly fawn all over you, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. How bad do you think Rogers is going to be treated if they lose the first game with the Jets? Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. It is going you're you're going to hear the are you kidding me become extremely loud and if you look at that schedule and they start off 3 and 3 or 2 and 4, holy crap. Because these are all the games they brought him in to win. So it is going to be echoing loud. I mean, freaking loud. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And our friends at Pella, they uh, not only do I have them in my house, but I believe in them. I believe in the service. I believe in just everything about them, whether it's the innovation, uh, the you know slider windows, the roll screen, uh, the fact that they keep my house. The last month, now my house, uh, let me give you a quick rundown. My house is, um, it's it's not, you know, I don't have gas and electric bills of 100 bucks. okay? I wish I did, but I don't. And I think the smallest one I've ever had was like $140. All the way up to the largest one I ever had was some years back, that was $900 uh, during the dead of winter in the midst of a, an absolute depth of cold snap. The biggest thing about them since, um, you know, I've, I've been here is when I had everything changed over, specifically this year, is the economical factor. When I changed that door downstairs, it kept the heat in and the cold out, and it's doing the vice, vice versa right now for the warmer weather. So this past month, I got a gas and electric bill that was $219, which is one of the lowest I've ever had. And I say thanks to Pella Windows and Doors. Not only are their design options limitless, but you can customize them and you can make them, you know, give you better curb appeal. You can, you know, have cool things around your house, feel safe and secure at night, which is huge. But when I get these these gas and electric bills and I know my air conditioning's running, I know my heat was running, and I say, holy crap, this is one of the lowest bills I've ever had. And even in the winter, this past winter, um, my bill never got over 350 bucks. And that's huge for me, and especially in a time in which we see the gas prices jumping. So I can't say enough for my friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. They are the number one choice by homeowners. Go to PellaWI.com. That is Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com, or call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's PellaWI.com, or call them 855-PELLA-WI. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. A reminder, tomorrow uh, we start traveling. Uh, tomorrow we're going to be live at the Northern Lights Photo Studio and Event Center. It's right there. The Summer Music Series gets underway on Wednesday, but we're going to be down there tomorrow. And uh, you've got a terrific view uh, sitting right there in front of the boat docks on the Milwaukee River. And 
it's kind of the Walker's Point area, even though you're just across the river from the Third Ward. So we're looking forward to getting down there tomorrow, and we're going to be live down there. It's um, 106 West Seaboth Street, 106 West Seaboth Street. And if you know where the Screaming Tuna is in downtown Milwaukee, that's where we're going to be. And then tomorrow night, we're going to be at Cortez's in Kenosha. I don't think tickets are available. I had somebody just email me and say, hey, are tickets available? I just say, hey, go to Quick Spirits, K-W-I-K, quickspirits.com, quickspirits.com, and you'll see the cigar dinners line up. Uh, Cortez, uh, Cortez's in Kenosha tomorrow night, then celebrations in La Crosse on Wednesday night, and then uh, the Thursday, or excuse me, Wednesday the 21st, we're going to be in Rothschild at the bar in Wausau. In Rothschild, we're going to be at the bar in Wausau area for another cigar dinner, but uh, we're going to be traveling quite a bit. So today uh, we pick up the big in the cruiser, and we're going to start, uh, I hope, to be able to get that thing uh, with us and ready to go in a very short period of time to turn it around and get it on the road tomorrow, but we'll wait and see. But it may make its debut in La Crosse uh, and really at Cortez's uh, coming up tomorrow night if, if possible, but well, we'll have to wait and see. So it depends on what time we get out of there tonight and how much we're able to get done. But, yeah, we got a lot of stuff, a lot of broadcasts on the road coming up. We're going to be in uh, La Crosse on Wednesday. We're going to be at uh, the week after that. We're going to be live from uh, the Rice Lake Celebrity Golf Outing at Turtleback Golf Course coming up on Wednesday the 14th and Thursday the 15th. Uh, Friday the 16th we'll be live at Road America as the IndyCars come to town. Uh, then on the 21st, Wednesday morning the 21st, uh, the show's going to come to you live from Point Brewing in Stevens Point. We're really looking forward to that. And we got some more things on the horizon, and then we're going to be out in Sturgis, South Dakota, for the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. I think it's the 83rd this year. Going to be there August 7th and 8th uh, doing the show out there for that, and then the rest of the week we're going to be doing some riding. And then Tuesday, August 15th, uh, we're going to be in Chippewa Falls. We'll be doing the show up in Eau Claire. And then uh, Thursday night we got Wasota High Shores uh, Supper Club. We're going to be at Tuesday, August 15th. Tuesday, August 22nd, uh, the Cigar Dinner is going to be at Celebrations in La Crosse. We got a lot more to come. We got another one coming up as well. But uh, yeah, we got a lot of good stuff on, on the docket. So keep checking the Facebook fan page and uh, the uh, the events there will continually get updated for sure. 877-867-1670, uh, Rick says, what brand is the new Cruiser? Same as last year. It's uh, another Nexus, uh, just a new bot, just a brand new model. Uh, last year we had a 38 foot. I think we're going to go a little bit smaller this year. Uh, just because it's, you know, most of the time it's just me or me and me and Kristen, but that's it. Um, it's not like we're, you know, towing a bunch of people around. Uh, so, I uh, wanted to make it a little more gas uh, efficient, more, a little more maneuverable, but it's great because we can work out it. We can do the show out of it. Uh, we, we're going to make some appearances this year, hopefully a Packers training camp, uh, with it and doing the show up there. So we got a lot. We got a lot of stuff coming up. A lot of cool stuff coming up. But I think it's going to be a 32 or a 34 uh, foot uh, Nexus, uh, kind of the same as we've been had the last couple of years. But really, really looking forward to it. So, um, Thomas says uh, 12, meaning Aaron Rodgers is in damage control after Goody did the mic drop. So yes, uh, Dwayne says, can you parallel park? Oh, I could parallel park the cruiser. We parked that last year. It was a great time. We had a fun time. We went to uh, the one Jimmy Buffett concert down. We took a bunch of people down to Alpine Valley, and we took the cruiser we had last year, which was 30, I think 36 or 38 feet. Big, beautiful one. Oh, my goodness. It was awesome. 
And um, that's when the storms came, remember, because they postponed the Jimmy Buffett concert and they pushed it into August. So we had all these people and the storms had not really hit yet. We didn't really want to go home. So I just started driving and, uh, you know, everybody's in the back and, you know, we had been tailgating and partying and such and everybody's in the back of that thing. And uh, I was kind of like, well, you know, we don't we don't want to go home yet. So I uh, took it to downtown Waukesha. And I found a, a parking space and another half a parking space. And uh, somebody was pulling out. And I, I said, you know, I started backing in. People are looking out the window like, where are we? You know, I said, no, we're going to going to Waukesha. I ended up um, parallel parking that thing in downtown Waukesha. And from there we went and we went to the uh, Serve Yourself Wine Bar. And and uh, we ended up uh, over at Nice Ash. And we had a great time. Everybody had fun. And then. Everybody was, I was the designated driver because I'm driving the RV and I drove everybody home. So it was great. Just doesn't happen very often, but that's what we did. There you have it. All right. We got three hours down. We got another hour yet to go and we'll continue this discussion, get back into some of the Brewers chatter as well. Uh, last night in the NBA, it's knotted up at a game of peace. Now Miami played an almost flawless game and knocked off Denver. Got some NHL stuff going on. Admirals tonight. Got to have it. Got to have it. Got to have it big time. Admirals uh, taking on Coachella tonight. And they trail this series now three games to two. Coachella wins tonight. It's over. And the Western Conference Finals come to uh, an end for the Milwaukee Admirals. Hopefully they get a win tonight and then a win in a couple of days. And then they're off to the AHL Finals. That'd be huge. Big watch party tonight down at Sandy's, too, by the way, in case you weren't aware. Going on tonight for the Admirals. Stay tuned. Another hour of the Bill Michael Show right around the corner.